You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Well, Matt, fellow adventurers... We are back with Sir Crokington, and we're in the battlegrounds. There's been another update to the GM Journal. I'll read it. A towering evergreen tree now stands in Blade Square in Twithick. And that'll be explained by the previous one on the 15th. The Christmas tree in Twithick will be located in Blade Square and will be making its appearance sometime over the next few days too just two days that's a that's a pretty snappish appearance for few days usually it can mean up to five <laughs> it'll be announced here in the gm journal when it's up and ready ho 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 well let's go, go make our way to blade square and get there so leave the battlegrounds Step into the portal, leave the island. You step into the swirling portal and immediately enveloped in total darkness. For several seconds you are overcome by the unsettling and disorientating sensation of weightlessness, causing you to quickly lose all sense of direction. Suddenly the sensation abates and the darkness vanishes, feeling you are once again standing in the cellar of the misty lock. Alright, let's, let's go there. Alright, it's a Twithic, which is in Western Tysa. As of course, you probably know, because we've been there a lot. It's probably the most adventure-filled place on the map. Possibly beaten by Hawklaw. But they're, they're, they're definitely the top two. Okay, 
So now to explore the city. Blade Square. Blade Square is a wide quadrangle in almost the exact centre of the city. Four tall smoned arches, arches adorned with all manner of bladed weaponry, provide passage in, out of the square and to other sections of the city. Ah, oh, that's how it got its name. Many buildings flank the square, nestled snugly between the massive arches. A bustling market dominates the centre of the quadrangle. And this is new. It's got a little green box around it. A festive green box. A towering evergreen stands in the centre of the square, rising out of a heap of colourful wrapped packages. A large crowd is gathered around a red-clad figure standing at the base of the tree. Is it red girl? Must be red girl. And I think we all know who he's based off. <laughs> Approach the tree. Oh wow, something. Oh, something's changed. There's a, the, the the border on the edge of Swift. It has candy cane stripes and little peppermint buttons in the corner. Yes, it's different. Yes, the towering evergreen. A Titian black spruce, at least 40 feet tall, stands in the exact centre of the square. Its square-hewn hewn trunk, tightly fitted into a massive iron iron base that's buried beneath a, beneath a mountain of colourful wrapped packages. Brightly hued, flickering lights of red, green and blue adorn the tree's sprawling brows. The collective glow reflecting off the faces of those in the crowd gathered to behold the merry spectacle. A heavy, a heavy set, white bearded man in gaudy red finery, his head topped with an oversized red hat, bustles about with an air of authority, directing and sometimes chastising those seeking to obtain one of those gifts heaped under the tree. Wait a minute. We're not supposed to pick up the gifts yet. We're supposed to pick them up. Like, uh, well, new, new, new world, new worlds. Alright, so I can seek to obtain a gift from under the tree. Or just move away from it. Gift? Gift? Of course I'm going to get a gift. There might be shiny things in it. Or permanent power boosts. Or equipment. Or who knows what. Let's get a gift. The wed-suited man, his white beard concealing the entirety of his face below his cherry-like nose, looks up as you approach and forces a smile. Ah, yes, I was told you'd be showing up, he says, fixing you with a seeming, seemingly critical stare. I don't know what it is you, I was expecting to see, but you're certainly not it. Oh well, that can't be helped. I suppose... Whenever you're ready, stroll on under the tree and pick yourself out a gift. You thank him, and he curtly nods in, in, in reply. Don't mention it, he says, waving you in the direction of the tree. Then, then adding under his breath, ever again. <laughs> All right.
elbowing your way, just hopping right over the throng gathered at the base of the tree, you bravely wade into the mountain of gifts heaped beneath the tree. Oh, no. it's, I'm wading. Oh I'm, oh, I'm already buried in them. Oh, well. You get used to that. <laughs> you wade through the mountainous collection of colourful packages until your eyes at last fall upon a gift that immediately snares your attention. Jutting out from a tilting sack of wrapped boxes, you spy a massive pentagonal package wrapped in metallic white paper, tied with a thin blue ribbon and topped with a minuscule gold bow. Alright, looks like this is a bit random. I, it might be in somehow related to what's in the package, but there's no way we'll know until we open them. And obviously that won't be for a while. Examine the package more closely. You pick up the white wrapped pentagonal box and discover it's worth awaiting. The package's thin blue ribbon has been tied with masterful skill and worked seamlessly into a minuscule gold bow that adorns the colourful gift. You carefully consider whether or not you should keep this package. So if you keep it, give it a shake or toss it aside and continue searching around. I'll give it a shake, just a little shake. You give... You give the pentagonal white wax package a gentle shake and can hear what sounds like something moving about inside. You wisely decide against shaking it again. So you can keep the package or toss it aside and keep searching around. Well, let's look, at, let's, let's look for at least three packages, I think. Toss it aside. You toss the package onto a nearby heap of wax boxes. Hey, hey, be careful, be careful! And press on through the vast collection of colourful gifts. I'm going right to the bottom. Because all the best stuff's at the bottom. Probably. For no reason I am assuming that. You continue to struggle through the colourful mountain of colour packages. And within just a few moments you discover another gift that upon, upon first, that upon first glance carnage your attention. Sitting in the midst of a tilting heap of wrapped bo boxes, you spy a massive square package wrapped in metallic green paper, tied with a thin green ribbon, and topped with a minuscule green bow. Yep. Yep, yep. Randomised. Randomised. Examine the package more closely. You pick up. You pick up the green wrapped square box and discover it to be rather light. The package's thin green ribbon has been tied with masterful skill and worked seamlessly into the minuscule green bow that crowns the colourful gift. You carefully consider whether or not you should keep this package. Oh, just give it a shake first. You give the square green wrapped package a gentle shape. You can hear what sounds like something clicking about inside. You wisely decide against shaking it again. Uh, toss it aside and continue searching around. You toss the package onto a nearby heap of wrapped boxes and press on through the vast collection of colourful gifts.
Oh, oh wait, oh, oh, wait, this is Zoop we're playing. <laughs> okay, let's just pretend we were Sokoki to know all along. You continue to struggle through the map. Through the mountain of colourful packages, within just a few moments, discover another gift that at first garners your attention. Resting atop the soaring heap of wrapped boxes, you spy a tiny hexagonal package wrapped in metallic gold paper, tied with thick red ribbon and topped with a small silver glow. But examine it more closely. You pick up the gold wrapped hexagonal box and discover it's been rather weighty. The package's thin red ribbon has been tied with masterful skill and works seamlessly into a small silver bow that crowns the colourful gift. You carefully consider whether or not you should keep this package. Yeah, I'll keep it because there's absolutely no way I can know what in any effect what the, out, what the outside of the package, package has or what's inside the package or if there actually will be any difference at all in the packages. I mean, the previous GM journal did imply there was different things in each package, but it could have just been setting us up. <laughs> or maybe you get to choose. Well, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it. You, you again study the gift you considered keeping. The tiny... Hexagonal box wrapped in metallic gold paper, tied with a thick red ribbon and topped with a small silver bow, is certainly an attractive package still. What other packages might be tucked away in the mountain of presents beneath the towering tree? Uh, I'll keep it, because... Well, well, yes, no way of knowing. What's the best package? Keep this package. Okay, your mind is made up. You're keeping this one. I now have an item called a wrapped box. This tiny, weighty hexagonal box is neatly wrapped with metallic gold paper and tied with a thick red ribbon that twists into a small silver bow. Whenever you give the package a gentle shape, you can hear what distinctly sounds like something clicking, clinking about inside it. You can open this package on or after... The date you all expect. At the Windows building with a blue door. That's the, that's the 25th. In case you haven't guessed. Ho, ho, ho. Merry Christmas. Without even a moment's hesitation. You tuck the tiny gold-wrapped hexagonal package under your arm. And make your way back to where the red-suited master of ceremonies is impatiently awaiting your return. Ho, 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 you'll be able to open this package on or after the 25th by visiting the windowless building with a blue door. So that'll probably be another episode. Well, it looks like you've made your decision, he says after sighing. And you're right quick about it. Every, everyone should be. All right now, the other way, the other's waiting. Off you go. You bid him a friendly farewell, which seems to irritate him to no end, and move off through the crowd gathered around the tree. You can't seek to exchange the gift you chose? The red-suited man, his red... 
His white beard concealing the entirety of his face below his cherry-like nose looks up as you approach and forces a smile. Were you here before? he asks, stepping forward and fixing you with a long, quizzical stare. Oh yes, you most certainly were. Only one gift allowed, and that's by the order of our good Thane. What? What's that? You wish to exchange the one you've chosen for another? Yes, I suppose that will be all right. Here, let me take back that one. Before you can react, he snatches away the wrapped gift and tosses it over his shoulder onto the pile of presents beneath the towering evergreen. Yep. Yes, it's very clear. You only get one. All right. Right then, pick yourself out another one, he says, waving you in the direction of the tree. I don't understand what's wrong with the one you had, but I suppose you know best. Off you go. Oh, I'm just going to take take the first one. Bravely pushing your way through the throng gathered at the base of the tree, you bravely wade into the mountain of gifts heaped beneath the tree. Okay. Okay, Sitting sitting in the midst of a tilting stack of wrapped boxes. You spy a tiny pentagonal package wrapped in dual blue paper, tied with a broad green ribbon and topped with a giant silver bow. Alright, let's examine uh, examine it more closely. You pick up the blue wamped pentagonal box and discover it to be rather heavy. The package's broad broad green ribbon has been tied with masterful skill and works seamlessly into a giant silver bow that crowns the colourful gift. You carefully consider whether or not you should keep the package. Oh, I'll, I'll keep it, I'll keep it. Yep. Okay, yep, yep, keep the gift. Tidy protagonist box, dull blue, blue paper, broad green ribbon, giant silver bow, certainly an attractive package still. What other packages might be tucked away in the mountain of presents beneath the towering tree? No, let's keep keep the package. Keep the package. I've I've messed around with this enough. Oh, I think. Yeah, I think you get the same item number, whatever package you choose. But the package you picked up is recorded, so at least there's a chance it can mean something. Yeah, it's not like not like with the packages during Blizzard in the Hills, where they they all turn into the same item, and there's no record of what you actually got. Whenever you hit, give the package a gentle shape. You can hear what distinctly that sounds like something skittering about inside. Uh, yeah, and yeah, he says goodbyes before. Yeah, he's irritated. He's been doing this a lot. Let's move away from here. And that puts us back, back, back to the normal border. All right. To the city gates. And we'll save here. And, hmm. Well. Okay, let's get back to, let's get back to Sir Cokington for real. Alright. Now, I'll be picking up packages with all the other, all my other characters, but... 
it'll be pretty much the same thing so no need to no need to read out all the randomized descriptions I mean I think you've got you got a taste of what they're like so Sir Croakington what's there left for good old Sir Croakington well he's he's still in the battlegrounds that you can do Enter Zoe's Battlegrounds. Let's do. We can now look at Togrog's statue. Which is as 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 I just as we decided. Let's view the battleground challenges. There's two of them. The Bone Horde Challenge, which has a lot of skeletons, increasingly difficult skeletons. And the Lords of Orgdom, which has increasingly difficult ogres, 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 however it's spelled. Anyway, Lords of Orgdom is one which has more of a story, so we'll be doing that. Title, the Lords of Orgdom. Type, combat. Earn a spot on the leaderboard of this challenge by winning as many consecutive combats as you can. Difficulty. The difficulty of this challenge will increase as you progress through it. A legion of history's most description. A legion of history's most sinister specimens of Orgdom await you in a battle challenge that will test both strength and spirit. These abominable terrors, some nameless, some all too infamous, will surely demonstrate their fearsome might and savage brutality to anyone bold enough to engage them. You're wank. You're not currently wanked on the leaderboard for this challenge. If you recently attempted a challenge, please check back. Please check back a little while, as your wanking may not, not yet have been calculated. You can view the leaderboard. Yep. So the top, the top wank guy is Kugotha Jones. Who got to level 714. And, and and that's a long way ahead of the next one. Who's at 586. Because yeah. You get, you get some crazy high levels. And a lot of people have took part. Well it's 153 ranks. But. There's, there's way more than that many. Because you've got. You got dozens of people who've only done one round and two slightly less as you go up. Okay, I'll keep scrolling till I hit someone I know. Let's keep going, keep going, keep scrolling, 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 scrolling. But would it even be highlighted? Hmm. Not quite sure. Maybe it isn't. Uh, let's see. Let's look for my other characters. Uh, Zoop got to level 40. Ace got to level 36. Hyperdude, uh, another of my characters, 35. Wut, 34. Octopus Doctor character I pretty much retired 30 
Professor... No, wait. No, no, no. Well, Professor Lord's the one I retired. He got to 24. And Gunstut, the boosted, the maximally boosted character, got all the way. Got to rank 25 at level... And level 156. Which took a while. Yeah, because that's both the advantage and disadvantage of super boosted characters. You, you can do, you can keep doing these challenges for longer, but you keep doing these challenges for longer. All right, let's just attempt the challenge now. Soren leads you to the centre of the courtyard and raises his left hand up over his head. A low, pulsing sound fills the air as a swirling black portal opens on your left. The grey-bearded master adventurer smiles and waves his right hand, the magical gate he's just summoned. When you're ready, Sir Crokington, he says. Well, let's begin the challenge at level one. You step into the portal and immediately enveloped in impenetrable darkness. To only a few moments, however, the darkness lifts and you find yourself standing in the centre of the massive dome chamber. A pale yellow glow illuminates the cavernous space, revealing the intricate engravings that cover nearly every square inch of stone from which the chamber was crafted. Hovering only inches off the floor, ten yards in front of you, is a large, swirling black portal. Zurim's handiwork, no doubt. Lords of Ogdom, level one. A savage bellow makes your blood run cold as a large shape begins to emerge from the vortex. You valiantly steel yourself to face what you realise will be a brutal test of your battle skill. A towering fur-clad ogre emerges from the swirling black portal and immediately fixes its threatening gaze upon you. The ogre tightens its grip on its deadly instrument of battle, a stone club, and grumbles. With a deafening bellow, your deadly foe rushes forward and attacks. Towering fur-clad ogre, begin combat. The savage foe attacks you with his stone club, and is slain. And you get 5 XP. Nicely done. You've successfully completed level 1 of the Lords of Ogdom. You stare down at the bloodied remains of the slain ogre at your feet as you attempt to catch your breath following the brutal melee. Please, Doge, you must face your next foe within 10 minutes, or your attempt at this challenge will be automatically ended. Face the next foe. A fierce bellow fills the air as a large shape begins to emerge from the vortex. You valiantly steal yourself to face what you realise will be a brutal test of your battle skill. A hulking, helmed ogre charges out of the swirling black portal and immediately fixes its threatening gaze upon you. The ogre tightens its grip on its deadly instrument of battle, a wooden club, and grumbles. Suddenly, a shimmering white light envelops the ogre. It's a sizable rock swiftly materialises in the creature's mighty grasp. With a savage grunt, the hulking specimen of Orgman holds hells the wazy rock at you. So, I could just dodge it, or I could use my powers. The ones I can use are fortification, telekinesis, or gating. Uh, telekinesis. 
It succeeded. 8x speeds to telekinesis. You summon your power, telekinesis, and focuses on the rock now, hurling straight at you. A powerful blast of telekinetic energy strikes the sizable rock. Square on the nose, sending the weighty projectile crashing harmlessly onto the floor several yards from where you stand. With an enraged bellow, the helmed or ogre charges forward and attacks. With a deafening bellow, your deadly flow. foe rushes forward and attacks. Okay, that's a bit of a repeat. Eh, it happens. Hulking helmed ogre. The savage foe attacks you with his wooden club. Did a critical blow and it was slain. 5xp, level 2. Same as the previous one. A fierce caped ogre. His instrument is a massive spear. Deafening bellow, your deadly flow rushes forward and attacks. Right, fierce caped ogre. And is slain. And sometimes you can get loot. But I can't get loot because my inventory's filled up. Oh well. I have to remember to sell that at some point. Alright, face your next foe. Alright, a snarling caped ogre emerges from the black portal. It's got a heavy sword. Begin combat. Oh, your enemy smashes through your defences with a devastating blow for 29 damage. It's doing a lot of them. But now it is slain. Means I'll take this time to heal. Face your next foe. A fierce bellow sails out of the swirling portal as a large shape begins to emerge from the vortex. You valiantly steel yourself to face what you realise will be a brutal test of your battle skill. You're suddenly overcome by an inexplicable sense of dread. Standing before you, Framed by the swirling black portal from which he's just emerged, is the legendary ogre chieftain, Charakar. The fearsome, hulking ogre, tightly gripping his heavy axe, suddenly steps to the side as two of his savage kin burst out of the vortex and rush towards you. Realising there is no hope of flight, you quickly prepare to engage the first of the two charging ogres, Ogre Guardian 1 of 2. The Ogre Guardian swipes at you with its iron spiked wooden club. Uh, and is slain. The second of Charakar's fearsome Ogre Guardians is immediately upon you. Oh, and that was 6 XP as well. Swipes at you with its iron spiked wooden club. And is slain. Charakar snarls and steps forward, menacingly levelling his heavy axe at you. You boldly assume a combat-ready stance as you prepare to engage your mighty foe. It's Charakar. Charakar hacks at you with his heavy axe. And is slain. 101 XP and 84 XP to general. So you get quite a bit of experience as you do these. Especially if you go a long way. Because support for this podcast and the following message come from Coriant. 
Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Every five rounds, you face a legendary ogre champion and his two guardians. As you stare down at the blooded remains of the slain ogre at your feet, as you attempt to catch your breath following the brutal melee. Alright, next throw. The fierce fur clad ogre. Yeah, after the first few, it's just. There's not that much variation. Savage scarred ogre. Yeah, I mean, the. The the appearance of the ogres is a bit randomised. The weapon they have is is randomised. But it's pretty, but there's not action. But in the regular fights, you don't get that much story. Or any, really. Just every now and again, you meet a differently named special ogre. The dark shape. Ooh, something has turned up. The dark shape emerging from the swirling portal suddenly vanishes, and a cloud of silver fog appears in front of the vortex. You're taken aback as the cloud swiftly condenses and becomes the glowing apparition of an armoured ogre. The hulking, ghostly ogre bows before you. Long hidden, it must now be found, says the silvery spirit, shimmering brightly as its rumbling voice fills the air. Seek out the veil and find the tunnel. I will find you again once you possess its treasure. With his voice fading, the spirit of the long-dead ogre tells you to seek out a place known as Stonevale on Iron Crown Isle. The ghost then quickly tells you how to find the tunnel he previously mentioned. 
Before you can attempt to speak, the ogre's ghost shimmers twice and then and disappears. The, the apparition's final words echo through your mind. Seek out the veil and find the tunnel. I will find you again once it possesses the treasure. You swiftly turn your attention back to the portal. So that, that was what we were waiting to find. Because that is the story. The the story of this challenge. The start of it. There's quite a few stages to it. As you probably know from the last time we did it. Swiftly turn your attention back to the portal. Number nine. It's a hulking ogre. Okay, you know what? I'm just going to pause and see how far I can get. Oh, and two, two gold tokens as well. Inexplicable sense of dread. This is... Jirigor is the level 10 ogre. Alright, pausing. Well, I just see how far I can get. Oh, this is another thing that can happen. A faint, pulsing hum fills the air as a glowing, fist-sized orb of blue energy emerges from the shadowy core of the vortex. You immediately sense the strange spear is emitting a powerful awe of benevolence. The glowing spear hovers erratically just before the portal. The orb shimmers brightly for a moment, then rapidly begins to fade. You're certain that unless you're able to reach it within the next few moments, it will disappear completely. Well, so attempt to take hold of the orb, orb or ignore it. There's no reason to ignore it. So take hold of the orb. You rush forward. Forward and attempt to take, take to jump right into the hovering but rapidly fading glowing over orb. Picking a number, bonus of 43, 17 from agility, 20 from body, 6 from luck. Got to get 75 or more, pick now, 120 success. The instant your thing, the instant you heat, jump into the glowing spear, the core of which is surprisingly solid. The strange object vanishes in the wake of the sudden disappearance. You feel both exhilarated and rejuvenated. 16 XP to general, and your standard points are fully restored. But not your Neville Reserve. Because that that will prop that is probably might be what limits you in this. Because you will run out of that. Especially with all the specials. So if you're we so if you're really wounded, you go, ooh, can I do I whisk do I heal now or do I whisk waiting for Or do I whisk or do I hope that one of these orbs will turn up before I get completely exhausted? Yes. Options, options. Okay. Now back back I'll just leave you for now. Oh, we can now get one of Zoom's special bows. I'll help out with the back archery contest. I'll just record us doing that then. You find Zoom strolling near the edge, near the gates of his keep, and ask him about the special bows he purportedly has on hand. The grey-bearded master of the battlegrounds pauses for a moment, then motions for you to follow him. Zoom leads you to a small stone hut. On the western edge of his compound. 
At a fiddling of no less than three locks, he throws the door open and waves you into the building. Once inside the structure, you're amazed to discover the walls are lined with a vast collection of magnificent ashwood bows. Black ash, fine wood for bows, he says, stepping in behind you. You have to look far and wide to find a better bow than these. And after all that looking, I dare say you still wouldn't find one. Go on, have a look at one of them. It's a grand ashen bow. It's quality superior. Three bow. This magnificent bow, crafted out of a solid length of sturdy black ash wood, is an instrument certain to complement the hand of even the most jaded archer. This bow will provide its wielder with special bonuses when a skill check against archery or a random number section involving archery is required. Zurin tells you the price the bows is 10,000 gold and it is quite worth it because it adds a... it increases the bonus you get from your archery skill by about 25% or something which leads to more points in the battleground archery contests and other things but mostly the battleground archery contests. So purchase one. Zoom accepts your gold and thanks you for your purchase. Now let's try to figure out one which he says. Turn to look at the collection of bows that adorns the walls. Zoom tells you that each of the bows bears a unique engraving. On the face of its upper limb. He rattles off the 19 different engravings from which you can make your selection. They're all quite good. The manner hard into the engraving took some liberties with a few of them, I'm afraid. Let me know which engraving you'll like and I'll fetch a bow that bears it. Got Eagle in Flight, Lone Howling Wolf, a Soaring Dragon, a Majestic Griffin, a Leaping Stag, a Starfield Sky... A chain of snow-capped mountains, a trio of glaring schools, a winding wither, a spider in a web, a raven, a bear emerging from a cave, a raven perched on a tree limb, a bolt of lightning, a, ca- a castle in the hills, a pair of cross sword, a mast, map of Tysa, a raging sea, a burning log, and last and definitely not least... Two squirrels fighting over an acorn. Uh, I'll take Raven Perch on a Tweelum. Zurim searches through the bows hanging on the wall and pulls down one that bears your selected engraving. You carefully examine the magnificent bow that now resting in your hands. Yes. An intricate, an intricate engraving that massively depicts a, wa- a, wa- a raven perched on a tree limb adorns the face of the bow. This bow will provide its wield with special bonuses when a skill check against archery or a random number selection involving archery is required. Hope it will serve you well, he says smiling. 
Now, let's step out of here and I'll lock up, lock it up behind us. Once outside, you bid Zerin farewell and head off across the battlegrounds. Your magnificent new bow slugged proudly across your shoulder. Now, which means I can get rid of my old bow. Yes, yes, that, that, and that event turns up after you've had at least, done at least one round in one of the battleground challenges. There might be some sort of time thing going on, but you definitely have to have done at least one battleground challenge round. But, and since they start at pretty low levels, it's something you should just do quickly, so you can get the bow. Now, anyhow, now we gotta find that cave in Stone Vale. Visiting Stone Vale. The small valley known as Stone Vale is situated to the north of Zorin's battlegrounds on Iron Crown Isle. The vale is a wide, rugged patch of wilderness that is commonly avoided by visitors to Iron Crown Isle. As you stare down at the thick green veil that stretches off to the north, you think that perhaps someday you'll set about exploring it. Following the directions given to you by the ogre's ghost, ghost in Zuin's battlegrounds, you're certain you could find the mossy tunnel that supposedly exists somewhere in the veil. Attempt to locate the mossy tunnel. You plunge into the stone veil and soon find yourself wandering through a dense and tangled valley. Despite the harsh, unforgiving terrain, the directions given to you by the ogre's ghost proved to be exceedingly accurate. After less than an hour, you find yourself standing before the shadowy mouth of a moss-covered tunnel leading down into the earth. Right, you're standing just before the shadowy mouth of a broad, moss-covered tunnel that slopes down into the earth. The tunnel is constructed out of large blocks of grey stone, and are now almost completely concealed behind patches of grey and green moss. Enter the dark tunnel. With your trusted light flaring brightly, its reassuring luminescence boldly scattering the dense gloom, you proceed cautiously into the dark tunnel. You're standing just inside the entrance to the dark, sloping, moss-covered tunnel. By due to the south, the light of day spills into the shadow pa shadowy passage, along with a woken breath of fresh air. To the north, the tunnel descends into darkness. So I can make my way northwest. You've gone less than ten yards along the sloping passage when a dreadful sound reaches your ears. It's your unmistakable sound of something scuttering in the opposite direction through the darkness ahead. With braided breath, you wait and listen. As the unnerving sound slowly fades into the distance. At last, when... When silence once again fills the mossy corridor, you cautiously resume your exploration. Thank you, going northwest. Your ner nerving echo of loud scuttling suddenly surrounds you as a group of large carnage crawlers emerge from the shadows and quickly close in. 
The vicious insects rapidly encircle you, making escape impossible. You hurriedly position yourself to face them one at a time as you square off against hideous, scavenging insects. The, la the large carnage crawl the large carnage crawler surges forward and attacks, snapping into his powerful wing filled fang filled jaws. Fang winged jaws. It's a large carnage crawler, one of three. The carnage crawler snaps into his powerful fang winged jaws and is slain. Six XP. The vicious carnage crawler slumps to the ground before you. The hideous in insect's hideous carcass shudders violently for several seconds before going limp. You quickly position yourself to face the necks of your deadly, many-legged foes. The large carnage faller, caller surges forward and attacks, snapping you his powerful wing-filled jaws. His number two, bash, 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 bash. Savage bites the enemy's head into my flesh for some damage. 6 XP. Slumps to the ground before you. Face the necks of his deadly many-legged foes. The large carnage crawler surges forward and attacks. Snack it to his powerful fang-winged jaws. Here's number three. Take it down, take it down, take it down. And it is slain. 6 XP. Then 128 experience to general. The vicious carnage crawler slumps to the ground before you. The hideous insects, hideous carcass shudders violently for several seconds before going limp. Having slain the last of your many-legged foes, you take a moment to catch your breath before once again resuming your trek through the mossy tunnel. Now making my way south, another large carnage crawler. The sound of something large moving on the passage ahead freezes you in your tracks. Moments later, the circular, fang-winged mouth of a large carnage crawler appears at the edge of your light. The hideous, predatory, many-legged insect rapidly scuttles forward in anticipation of swiftly devouring its next meat. Another large carnage crawler. Stabity, 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 stab. And it is slain. 5 XP. You take a step, you step back from the gruesome remains of the slain carnage crawler and wipe away the sweat pouring down your brow. After taking a moment to make certain no more of the giant, vicious insects are lurking nearby, you once again set off along the mossy tunnel. Your nerving echo of a loud scuttling suddenly surrounds you as a group of large carnage crawlers emerge from the shadows and quickly close in. The vicious insects rapidly skirtle, encircle you, making escape impossible. You hopefully position yourself to face them one at a time as you square off against the hideous, scavenging insects. Right, there's five of them. I'll just bash through them quickly then. Here goes the first. Number two. So snaps it through its powerful fang-winged jaws. Because that's what the carnage crawler do. Here's number three, the middle one. Keep going, keep going. Take the opportunity to heal. 
Because you can't get whatever it is that's hidden in this cave if you're dead. Well, probably. I mean, sometimes dead people do stuff here. But usually it's just wander around and fight everything. Another 6 XP for defeating it. Then 128 to general for defeating the entire group. Alright, go south. We'll get some more. More large carnage crawlers emerge. You hopefully position yourself to face them one. One at a time as you square off against the hideous scavenging insects. Six of them this time. Keep them going. Keep them going down. Down, down, down they will go. And fast. And they are slain. And here they go. They will be slain. I will slay every one of them. That's three down already. Here's number four. Take it on, take it on, take it on, take it on. Number five, it's the Pomultimate. The Pomultimate Showdown. Pomultimate Destiny. Alright, it's the final large carnage quarter. For now, for now. There'll probably be more. Maybe they're even bigger. And they are slain. 6 XP, 128 experience to general for defeating the entire journey group. Alright, let's alcove to the south. In a small alcove, just off the broad sloping tunnel you've been following, you discover several items scattered across the moss-covered floor. You can't hope but this collection must belong to someone who met a gruesome fate. This dark, infested lair. You must take what you want from this location now, as you will not be able to return here and pursue them again. Alright, I'll just take some stuff, lots of loot, and I've got lots of space to put them in. Yeah, it's working my way up from the bottom. And the top three are no use. And 13 gold. When you're ready, you once again resume your trek through the dark, mossy tunnel. Alright, going east now. Norgard, large carnage quarters. Now seven of them! There just keeps being more and more of them. Honestly, I'm starting to suspect this isn't just some random monster lair. It's almost as if something's luring them in. Some sort of ogre-y magic. Could be. Could well be. Yes. Yes, it's just whatever artifact I got just gathers protectors, and these were handy. And they are slain. Here's number six. The sixth of seventh garnish callers. And slain. Here we are, the final of the group. I will take you down. Down you go. And you are slain. 6 XP. The vicious carnage crawler slumps to the ground before you. The in insect's hideous carcass shudders violently for several seconds before going limp. 128 experience to general. 
having slain the last of your many legged foes, you take a moment to catch your breath before once again resuming your trek through the mossy tunnel. Oh, another large crash crawler turned up. Just stab that one too. Guess it do they don't know how to run. And go north. Oh, here's another alcove filled with treasure. Take the good stuff. Leave the not so good stuff. Oh, and 118 gold tokens. When you're ready, you once again resume your trek through the dark, mossy tunnel. And another large carnage crawler as well. And they are slain. 5 XP for that. Alright. As east as you can... As far east as you can go, I'll go to the south. You're standing at the threshold of a large chamber, the end of the sloping tunnel. An overpowering stench of decay assails your senses as your eyes scour. Scour the shadows for any sign of movement. Near the centre of the room, resting atop a raised block of moss-covered stone, is an ornately carved iron bowl. Despite the moist conditions inside this mossy lair, the bowl bears no tarnish. Hmm. Curious. Curious. There's been guardians and a, in, and a bowl that hasn't rusted, even though it's made out of iron. And it's in a very, very, very rust-inducing place. Yes. There's some ogreish magic going on here. Examine the iron bowl. You move over and make a closer examination of the iron bowl. The empty bowl, roughly the size of a, size of a large helm, bears ornate carvings that depict a dozen spear-wielding ogres tracking, attacking a griffin. Around the rim of the bowl, you note a dozen small triangular sockets. All the sockets are empty. So I, I guess I'll just take it. This must be the treasure. You reach down and pick up the iron bowl. The strange object is surprisingly light. It's an engraved iron bowl. This, this iron bowl, roughly the size of a large helm, bears an ornate engraving that depicts a dozen spear-wielding ogres engaged in a battle against a griffin. Twelve triangular sockets adorn the outer rim of the bowl. You discover this strange object in a shadowy tunnel in Stonevale on Iron Crown Isle. After carefully stowing the, the object in amongst your other belongings, you prepare to make your way out of the chamber. As you reach the entrance of the chamber, you suddenly freeze in mid-step. Emerging from the shadows on the moss-covered tunnel just outside the room, are the broad, fang-filled jaws of a massive carnage crawler. You fall back into the chamber and assume a battle-ready stance as the fearsome, many-legged Benemoth surges into view. Before you can even attempt to take flight, the vicious giant insect is upon you, snapping its powerful jaws in an attempt to incapacitate and devour its intended prey. Oh, well... well. That's someone's trying to reverse things? No, no, I will eat you, although you're very big, so I probably won't eat all of you. Just a bit little nibble. 
afterwards. But first I'm going to kill you. The massive carnage crawler snaps you. It's powerful fangwing jaws. And it's it's an 8 plus. Because I'm fighting it a bit early. The savage bite of your enemy tears into your flesh. For 17 damage. Oh, and then 20... Oh, more bites! 23 damage. And then 26. Okay, hand of healing. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Alright, let's just wave touch you. Wave touch. Wave touch. Wave touch. Wave touch. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Wave touch. Wave touch. Hand of healing. Hand of healing. Wave touch. Your wave-like touch and a deadly chill through your enemy. Wave touch, wave touch, wave touch. It is slain. Finally. 266 experience points. About half of it going to necromancy. And I also get 1,024 experience to general. And 256 experience to all skills and powers. The tattered oozing carcass of the massive carnage crawler shudders violently as the hideous insect slumps to the floor. A nauseating odour rises in the air as the creature expires, forcing its way back from its remain forcing you to back away from its remains as your eyes begin to water. Lying on the floor next to the plain slain beast in a widening puzzle of green and yellow ooze is a plain is a silver wing. You carefully reach down and take possession of Curious Find. Plain Silver Wing. Alright. This is the plain silver wing you discovered amidst the remains the massive carnage crawler you slew in the mossy tunnels in Stonevale. It's just a regular common wing. It doesn't do any magic at all. After searching the immediate area for several minutes... Conclude there's nothing else of any interest to be found and quickly set off on your way. The chamber was empty. Okay, let's get out of here before anything else tries to eat me. Alright, getting out, getting out, getting out. And leave the tunnel. Out of Stonevale. Travel back to the battlegrounds. Visit the encampment. And there I will save. So, I won't be able to meet that guy again until the Battlegrounds challenge resets. And also, it's nearly an hour, so that is enough for now. In the next episode, we'll probably meet up with that ogre ghost again and show him what we found. But until then, farewell, fellow adventurous support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of plan 
planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, excursions, and more in one place. There are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from, so you can find something for everyone. And Viator offers free cancellation and 24-7 customer support for worry-free travel. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator.